Okay, yeah. I mean, just let me throw some think about that. I mean, I'm looking forward to Capote, obviously. And, and, and we've said that previously. I'm looking, forward to, I'm looking forward to... I really want to watch all of the Paul Thomas Anderson movies because yeah. I still have not seen The Master. Oh, wow. Well, um, Wit doesn't like that, which I distinctively remember. I just... It seems... I love it. It's one of my favorites. It's just one of these problems where, like, when it comes to modern movies, Katie has seen everything. So yeah. what frequently happens is like we go back like she'd never seen Ghost. Oh, wow. never seen, yeah, exactly. <laughs> did like, you re- a, did you reenact it afterwards? The pottery. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> I even got shot in the street. <laughs> little unchained Whoa. melody. Took it a little far. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, we need to start because this is all yeah. great. No, I'm recording. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a waste that would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait. Okay. Iggy Pop. Amen. Let him rock! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy. That's a painting. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish! <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of dehypnotization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hello again, Hoff fans. Welcome, welcome to this special edition of the P.S. I Love Hoffman podcast, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And I'm Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to talk great movies. Today, we're just going to be uh, playing a little clip from our previous episode. We teased it last time. Yeah, this is kind of you said it's a special it's like a special special episode. And it's not even really special an episode. Story. It's like no, a this is like a special feature. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I like to, it. to a special episode. Yeah. <laughs> and um we alluded to it in the previous episode. Um we spoke to our good friend John Harden. John Harden, our retainer gentleman of Shakespeare knowledge. Yes. And he Really, really, I don't want to say he went overboard because that implies like a negative thing. Oh, he's passionate. Passionate, that's a good way to put it. He was so passionate about Philip Seymour Hoffman's short work in 15 Minute Hamlet. And on top of that, just passionate about Hamlet. Hamlet in general. and Shakespeare. This guy loves Hamlet. That we, we actually loved what he said. And unfortunately, just for time constraints, believe it or not, we do have time constraints on this podcast. We had to shorten his clip for our special episode that of course. we just aired. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, between him and then you definitely heard a longer conversation with Michael Manzi on that great documentary, Chuck Norris versus Communism. But with uh, John, we spoke for over 40 minutes about Hamlet. Well, you know what? You're going you're gonna to hear it right now. You're going to get the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, so here it is, John Harden on the 15-minute Hamlet. Stick around because we do have some other stuff to talk about after. And have a listen. Enjoy. Because when we enter a room with John Harden, things happen. Oh, you so know. John, we invited you back. Yeah, uh, I just know. To talk a little bit Fooled about you <laughs> about uh, one of Philip Seymour Hoffman's projects. Yeah, which is Fifteen Minute Hamlet. Yeah, this was a uh, inch. I I'm I'm bad. I don't understand Shakespearean talk at all, especially when it's condensed into fifteen minutes. Uh, oh. Had you had you heard of think this at all, or like Fifteen Minute Hamlet, you or know, like someone who done I, this? I really should have because um, so. This um, film is an adaptation of a play mm-hmm. by Tom Stoppard, um, 
or stopper, depending on whether you ask an American or a British person. Okay. Um, but who's a very famous playwright um, and screenwriter, you would know his work because he wrote Shakespeare in Love. Okay. Oh. So, yeah. So, exactly. It's the most Shakespeare I know. There you go. The film um, <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Exactly. Yes. Um, wait, what? In the Oscars. It was, the Shakespeare film in Love was, oh, was Best oh. Picture and not Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think we even talked about this on the Twitter episode. I mean, those are both <laughs> good movies. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. But like, I feel like do. having Ben Affleck should be a disqualifier. Oh, but Good Will Hunting also won, right? Probably. Good Will Hunting won. Best Argo. screenplay. It, did it win Best Picture? No. No, I didn't think so. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, so uh, so that's where this comes from. Is is this uh, 1976 play um, called 15 Minute Hamlet, which is a 15 minute abridgment of Hamlet. Um, How long should Hamlet usually run? Uh, anywhere from two and three quarters to four hours. What? Four um, hours? Yeah, four a lot hours? of people. A lot of people actually. Um, talk about Hamlet as being like a mandatory four hours. Oh, it's got to be four hours. Wow. Well, that's just what it is. And there's some there's some truth to some of what they're addressing because it's a very difficult play to cut. There are so many iconic lines. You yeah. heard many of them in this 15-minute yeah, piece, was, right? That was the job, the joke of this it. Was the, yeah, trying to cut it down to all the, the most, <laughs> you know, to all the most um, iconic stuff. And yet they still leave out so much, um, which I'll get into, but I played Hamlet, um, and we actually did an uncut version. I was working with the Adirondack Shakespeare Company, this wonderful company that gave me this opportunity, and they do not cut a single line of Shakespeare with the small exception that they do cut or amend lines that are now offensive. You know, Shakespeare makes straight-up jokes about Jews, you know, or refers really? to something as being in an Ethiop's ear. You know, it's... Gotcha, gotcha. There yeah. are some things that you're like, oh, uh, writing for a mostly yeah. white audience 400 years ago. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same now. Or white Christian. Gotcha, <laughs> yeah. I should note. Um, so they do cut that stuff, but everything else is left as is. Hmm. Um, so I got a chance to play Hamlet as is. Um, and we did, it, while to we did it in three Jeez. I think. Three hours? Three hours, yeah. I mean, and it's really just about not being um, too precious with the text. I mean, it's funny. You get into people who um, insist that the most famous lines of Shakespeare and the most famous monologue in theater history, English-speaking theater history, should be delivered to be or not to be. Right and very poetic and weighty, but my problem so with like this Shatner. is, right? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how that. Yeah, <laughs> to be, uh, not, not to be. To be. <laughs> yeah, that is the question. That would be incredible, but that would be like a four and a half hour. <laughs> like he would find a way. Yeah, breaks uh, into a song and dance number. Well, also there's a 25 minute fight scene in the middle. <laughs> you know, where Shatner's What's the bad guy's name in Hamlet? Uh, the bad guy, uh, yeah, Claudius. Okay, yes. Let me Claudius. let me back up. So it's it's <laughs> typically thought to be a four-hour play. There's already debate there. Uh -huh. um, it's the story of um, the prince of Denmark, Hamlet. His father has the same name, um, which would be confusing, except that his father is conveniently dead at the beginning of the play. Um, when the play opens, we have a couple of guards, um, Marcellus and Bernardo. Um, 
who are guarding um, the castle in the middle of the night. They've they have this conversation about this ghost of the late Hamlet, right? Hamlet's father, um, who's been walking Hamlet. the battlements. The original Hamlet, Hamlet yeah. Senior, O H, right? Um, o G H, and how freaked out they are about it. So they. Um, they uh, ask Horatio, Hamlet's best friend and a scholar, to... Um, ah, I knew it. I knew it. I'm sorry. It was actually Francisco and Bernardo. Marcellus shows up later. That was going to bother me you and no one else. John, John yeah, I was no, going to say something. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to make you feel yeah. bad. I knew it. I just That's was the one thing off. I know about this. I, can't, I was not going to be able to concentrate for the rest of the podcast. If I didn't look that up. That's just the sort of person I am, but especially about this play. This is my favorite play. It's my favorite role. Um, I just think it's incredibly exciting. Play oh, hands down, absolutely. Like not even just Shakespeare. Pure absolutely, play. absolutely. If you just want to get together and put a show up, okay. I would. I I love this play. Um, so it's got everything. I mean, it's a ghost story. It's a revenge tragedy. Um, it's got some of the most beautiful language in the English language. Um, you know, in the history of theater. Um, the only thing it doesn't have is rewarding roles for women, which is unfortunate. Um, you know, Ophelia and um, Gertrude both get really the short end of the stick in terms of number of lines and depth. But um, but are, everything else it has in spades. Are there many Shakespeare plays that have rewarding roles um, for women? I mean, As You Like It has Rosalind, who is sort of the central character. I mean, uh, she falls in love with Orlando, but it feels like... It's at least as much, if not more, Rosalind's play. Uh, Romeo and, and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. I think Juliet, yeah, Juliet has depth. I mean, she matures and she grows, and she's a little smarter and a little more mature than Romeo. That's fair. Um, yeah. There are a lot of... Um, like Claire Danes and Leo. Yeah, not so much that one. But, uh, <laughs> but man, it's so weird to see Claire Danes in that role. And to think now about Claire Danes in Homeland and just like, you know, just what a, I mean, of course, she's so much older, it's perfectly, but it's, I don't know, something about that. So next season, Homeland is going to be in Old English. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in Fair Verona. Oh, let me hit you with that. Common misconception. Um, Shakespearean English is actually early modern English. Yeah, that's old how English it's referred is indecipherable, to. right? That's, old that's English like sounds, old English sounds like this. This is the Our Father in Old English. Fader or Thuthe Erson Hefenum Thuthunama Gahalga Tabekum Thin Rishi. Wow, I didn't think we'd pray in an archaic language today. Gerard Depardieu. I did not, wow. Bringing that one out. Yeah, one well. Of the many uh, uh, tools in your tool chest. Well, I went to an all boys Catholic high school and we read Beowulf in AP English. Ooh. And so our teacher taught us the Our Father in Old English, and I just thought that was fucking awesome. That's cool, yeah. It's definitely <laughs> one of the coolest things I learned in high school. I used it later in a college piece. You know, somebody's like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, I love that you know this. Let's use it. You know, it's it's uh, it's great at parties. I've, um, <laughs> I met my girlfriend get, through you, it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. Use it when you get what? pulled over by cops. I think you're drunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a great trip to play yeah. the cops. Pretend yeah. you're drunk when you get yeah. yeah. drinking. Oh, it's Sir, I'm over. speaking Old English. <laughs> I'm not drunk. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay, right. Yeah. So the plot of Hamlet, um, 
and actually I'm glad I was interrupted because I'm going to try again, but a little more efficiently. So we've got these guards. They see the ghost of Hamlet walking the battlements. They decide to get Horatio because Horatio is the smartest person that they have access to as palace guards. They don't dare ask somebody higher up. They don't have the nerve, right, to tell them a fucking ghost story. So they bring Horatio out there because he's friendly with all of them. And he says, you know, Tush Tush will not appear, right? I don't buy this at all. It shows up. He's scared <laughs> to hell tries to talk to it. It won't speak to him. So he then concludes at the end of that scene, let's go tell Hamlet, right? Next scene, we find out what's been going on in Elsinore Castle in Denmark for the last few months, one month, two months, which is King Hamlet mysteriously died. His brother, Claudius, has married Hamlet's mother. Hamlet's mother's Gertrude. Claudius has married Hamlet's mother and just become king. So without any foul play involved, you've already got this strange question there, which is why did the crown not fall to Hamlet, as you would think it logically would, right? Yeah. Why? And, and I think we see some of that in Hamlet's questionable sanity or emotional stability. You know, there's a lot of interesting um, thoughts about that subject. I mean, obviously this play has been written about endlessly. So anyway... Claudius is now king. We meet Hamlet. Hamlet gives his first soliloquy, oh, that this too, too solid flesh would melt thaw and resolve itself into a dew, right? Where he talks about how he wishes he could just fucking die because he is so miserable to see his father dead a month and his mother already remarried and how disgusted he is with all of it, okay? The guards come in. They you sound like you're feeling disgusted. Just like, yeah. I, you know. <laughs> rough. A month? Come on. <laughs> Ere yet those shoes were old with which she followed my poor father's body. I assume that's from the play. Shoes got old fast <laughs> in those days. Um, yeah, so... Um, yes, I got a hard... Yeah, we're already... I'm giving Kyle the finger. We're back to our old ways. Um, so... Uh, Okay, so I'm going to do this more slowly than the film does, for God's sake. <laughs> so they tell Hamlet about the ghost. He goes and sees it. Sure enough, it's a real ghost. The ghost tells him, Claudius killed me. You have to take revenge. So it's the ghost of his father. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so he, from the rest of the play on, he says, as I hereafter shall think it meet to put an antic disposition on. Meaning... Um, in the parlance of our times, <laughs> to quote another movie you'll do later, um, meaning I'm going to act crazy so that no one suspects. Because I'm, I, I guess it makes a sort of sense, which is I'm so full of this emotion that the, I, I'm not going to be able to get away with not attracting attention. <laughs> so I'm just going to try way too hard mm. and distract people that way. Because if I tried to act like nothing was wrong right now when I found out that you've murdered my father, I would give something away like that. Honestly, like I've read Hamlet before. Mm -hmm. like I've, I've watched this and I've seen it performed like maybe once. I, d I didn't get that till now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> one, it's one line. I did not understand that he's like trying to yeah fool so, like well that. so there's this whole long monologue that's also cut sometimes where he like shortened not cut altogether where he talks to the guards and Horatio who all come running to meet him right after he's had this one on one with the ghost and they didn't see the one on one but they saw him talk to the ghost they saw him leave you know so they know everything else and he gives them this long speech where he says, see how much of it I can remember, 
because I don't think I'm going to be able to look it up fast enough. But yeah, no one's going to fault you. <laughs> I know, but it bothers me, especially us. We're not going to be like. Um, he. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says here as before. Never, so help you mercy. How strange or odd, so ere I bear myself, as I perchance hereafter shall think meet to put an antic disposition on, that you, speaking to the guards here, at such time seeing me, never shall with arms encumbered thus, or this head shake, or by pronouncing of some doubtful phrase, as well we know, or we couldn't if we would, right? And he goes into this whole thing of basically, like, if you say or look even a little bit like you might know what's wrong with me, I will never forgive you. Wow. Intense. And he and he makes them swear three times Damn. on this, which is, you know, schoolyard for never will I yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So then we're into um, Hamlet acting crazy. Everybody's trying to figure out why. A bunch of different things happen that I'll shorten up. They um, bring these players to try and entertain him, these actors. Hamlet loves the theater. He gets the crafty idea, oh, I'll have them put on a play that's like the murder of my father. That's cool. Yeah. Right? Ooh, and I like it. I'm going to show it to Claudius and watch him the whole time. Yeah. Right? The play's the thing wherein I'll catch the conscience of the king is the famous, the famous couplet. So um, that happens. Right? The play happens, Claudius does what you'd hope he would do, which is freak out and leave the room. Hamlet's convinced that he's right, <laughs> actually finds Claudius alone praying and still can't do it. Now his justification is that I'm not going to take this guy praying, right? This is when he is most likely to go to heaven. Oh, yeah. right? oh. So he says, no, I can't. Hamlet's like a badass. Right? Yeah. He says, this like is the code. He says, this, <laughs> like this is hire and salary, not revenge. He took my father grossly, full of bread, with all his crimes broad blown as fresh as may, and how his audit stands, who knows, save heaven. Right? And am I might then. <laughs> I hear you. I hear yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, um, so then. From there, he leaves Claudius praying. He goes to his mother's uh, closet, which is typically played as her bedroom, right? Um, this old man who works for Claudius, his name is Polonius, okay? Um, he has a daughter named Ophelia and a son named Laertes, okay? These are important figures. Ophelia and Hamlet have some kind of love affair. It's not totally clear, you know, but it was definitely intense for a time, Um Laertes is currently away in France, okay? Polonius has this tendency to listen in on everything all the time and listens in in Gertrude, Hamlet's mother, in her bedroom. Hamlet sees, hears that there is somebody hiding behind a curtain, thinks it's his stepfather, right? How now, a rat? Dead for a ducat, dead! Okay, is so excited because him listening in on a secret conversation, that's a perfect time to kill his stepfather, right? Stabs him. Oh, no. Through the heiress. Oh, through the curtains. Okay. What? Right? And then is, is elated, right? Until the body falls out of the curtain. And he realizes, oh, I've just killed an old man. <laughs> right? Not at all Not who good. I wanted to Not kill. Good. Just mm -hmm. somebody I didn't like, but... Okay, so... <laughs> Claudius, in reaction, has all the excuse he needs to get rid of Hamlet, so he sends Hamlet to England. Oh, earlier, I skipped a bit, he has this awful confrontation with Ophelia where he tells her, get thee to a nunnery, right, and shatters her. Yeah, that's her. that line, that's, right? right? exactly. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Um, anyway, he sends Hamlet to England. Um, 
while on the way to England, we have this whole offstage thing that happens with pirates where somehow even though Hamlet's being sent to England to be put to death, right? These pirates board their <laughs> ship and like they think Hamlet's great and kind of help him out and he ends up being able to get back to Denmark. While he's off, he, Hamlet disappears for Act 4, right? That's like how they get rid of Hamlet so that they can develop some other characters for How many acts are there? Five. Oh, okay. um, so we're getting there. Laertes <laughs> comes back furious, right, that his father has been murdered, doubly furious now that he comes home and finds out that Ophelia has gone mad, right? And then very shortly after going mad, drowns herself. Um, oh, now the bucket scene makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she basically. I wish we got this before we watched. This what happens in the actual way. What happens in the actual play is still very mysterious because Gertrude comes in and tells this beautiful monologue. There was a willow grows a slant of brook that describes how Ophelia went out into the water and just kind of lay there until she sank. And the immediate question is like, and you saw all this, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things, you know? Yeah, then it just goes into an American Beauty plastic bag floating in the air. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Shakespeare was a visual director. So, yeah. He was the Zack Snyder of his time. <laughs> God. Um, Did you hear sorry, Zack Snyder is that. making uh, Hamlet the movie? So no. the next Transformers. Oh, no, no, Transformers. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I wasn't going to buy that one. Yeah, it's Tobey Maguire set to start. Um, I know to all our listeners, I loathe and abhor Tobey Maguire and everything he does. That's our and next podcast. Honestly, the only thing I could say is I don't hate Tobey Maguire as much as I hate Zack Snyder. <laughs> wow. Wow. At least Tobey Maguire's been in something good. Tall words. Um, so. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I like that movie. A lot, I figured. Um, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to move on. No, we talk about okay. <laughs> okay, well, that's different. So, okay. Claudius convinces Laertes to participate in this scheme where he's going to challenge Hamlet to a duel and then cheat. He's going to use um, an unbaited sword. So it, normally fencing swords, right, for recreational yeah. fencing, yeah. the tip has been baited, okay, so that you can't actually stab someone. The tip isn't baited. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Baited meaning flattened out. Yeah, yeah yes. you're fair. Yeah. yeah. Phrasing. <laughs> oh, tip baited. Yes, yeah. okay. We Wasn't got it. even aware. <laughs> Shows how deep down the well of Shakespeare scholarship I'm going right now that Ladies I missed Ladies and gentlemen, John Harden. Shakespeare, Colin Ryan, dick jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Shakespeare That's is nothing yeah. but dick jokes, so I, I feel ashamed for on, really in both ways. <laughs> um, so, so he's using the cheat sword. Mm-hmm. And then... And then, because they both get too excited, they're like, oh, and also, the tip of the sword will be poisoned. God. And also, there'll be a poison chalice that we can make him drink, just in case we don't stab <laughs> wow. him with the cheat sword. Right? Which is just, they really get ahead of themselves. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Hamlet comes back. We have this whole scene in the graveyard with Ophelia's funeral. He and Laertes have a fight. But then, uh, they get back to the castle. Hamlet has that amazing, one of my favorite pieces ever, he just talks about um, you know, the readiness is all. That's as much as all, right? He has this wonderful speech talking about death and and has how he's finally resigned himself to his fate. He goes and has the duel. Um, he actually is amazing in the duel and he's completely kicking Laertes' ass, which is no one expected. Um, 
but Laertes, depending on how they stage it, either sort of cheats or, you know, attacks before Hamlet's ready or something, but finally gets him, and then in the scuffle, Hamlet and him change rapiers, and Hamlet wounds him. Oh, okay. So Hamlet is now, now. (laughs) the clock is already running on Hamlet because he's been stabbed, but he manages to also hit Laertes with the poison sword. Nice. Gertrude um, drinks to Hamlet's health from the poison chalice, dies. Okay, Laertes, just before dying, tells Hamlet their whole plot and that he's about to die, which finally gives Hamlet the opportunity and justification he needs to kill the fuck out of Claudius, whom he stabs, makes drink the poison, (laughs) and then maybe stabs again. (laughs) Um... Hamlet dies on stage, held by Horatio, who utters the famous line, Now cracks a noble heart, good night, sweet prince, and flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. Um, Fortinbras comes on, I'm not getting into him, and presumably is the new king of Denmark. I was going to say, who's the king of Denmark? Go bid the soldiers shoot. Fortinbras of Norway. There's this whole other subplot. (laughs) I mean, you can see it took me forever to tell it. Like, it's a long ass And I'm glad you did, so... There was this 15-minute Hamlet, right? Right. And this was that, our 15-minute Hamlet. That, <laughs> was, was that 15 minutes? I, I guess it wasn't it. as bad as it felt. Go on. Th- that Philip Seymour Hoffman was evidently it. And we're not sure right. where, uh, but... He's Laertes, U- I learned that. The YouTube. Well, he's a couple people, actually. <laughs> he's Laertes, he's also um, Horatio. Uh, and Bernardo. And he's also one of the guards at the beginning. Bernardo. But they've sort of... Um, combined characters. Yeah, exactly. There's another word for that that I'm trying to remember, but yeah, they've condensed or whatever it is um, those roles into basically hmm. two people that show up quickly. So, so I think it was this was on like Bravo or something because yeah. if you watch the YouTube, yeah. it yeah. comes up with like some cheesy <laughs> 90s Bravo thing. Yeah, it was super weird. Now, what year is this? Um, that's a really good question. Uh, yeah, Bravo it was Arena. Playing music. Yeah, <laughs> Chicago. Um, 19... Videotaped in the late 1980s is all it has. But I, it's, that's no. not true. Yes, yeah. Oh, is that was, not he true? He wasn't active. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, what the? Yeah, yeah it just looks like it. Um, I should do It was this. produced and directed by a guy, guy named Todd Luiso. I don't and, know. And you know him. He's in the play. He plays like the woman. And you've seen him in other things, this guy. Oh. He's. Um, From High Fidelity? High Fidelity, yeah, oh. one of my favorite films. Yeah. He's in Jerry Maguire. Mm. Yes. He's like the babysitter. He's like some oh. guy. He like appears like here and there. Oh, yeah, I remember him. And <laughs> Thank you for smoking. Yeah, he's like a little he gives like Jerry the player. jazz tape. Yeah, yeah, Coltrane. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, that's so funny. And then they're making they're making out and they're like, "What are we listening to?" <laughs> um, so this guy randomly directs this. I have no background. I tried to like find some things. Um, did you think it was a good version of it? Or for, for I, backtrack? This fifteen minute Shakespeare. Do you think this is a good concept or funny idea? Like, I think it's funny. I think it's actually. This film is incredible. I was really um, struck by it. First of all, you've got some great actors. I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman doesn't have as much to do. You know, Laertes, obviously, the way that they've cut this, all of those parts are a lot smaller. He still does some things that are pretty funny. I mean, he's throwing the way that he sort of sloppily throws himself. Laertes has this bit where he you know, dramatically throws, jumps into his sister's grave and says, bury us together, yeah. right? Very melodramatic moment. And Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> kind of like rolls and flops <laughs> in this <laughs> hilarious way. What? Ceremony out. Lay her in the earth. 
and from her fair and unpolluted flesh may violets spring. I tell thee, churlish priest, a ministering angel shall my sister be when thou liest howling! The fair Ophelia! Oh, treble woe. Hold off the earth a while till I have once more caught her in my arms. What is he whose grief bears such an emphasis? This is I, Hamlet the day. The devil take thy soul. Away thy head. The thing that I thought was most cool about it was, I don't know if this is in the Stoppard play, but the bit at the end which I didn't understand what the hell was happening at first, but essentially you have the 15-minute Hamlet, then you have all of these people that look very, very Shakespearean era clapping for the film we just watched. (laughs) Yeah, they're watching the film and the projector and everything. But somehow suggesting that it's not good enough, which I realize they only used lines from Hamlet, so that's part of what makes it difficult to understand is that all of the dialogue in that scene is just lines from Shakespeare or lines from Hamlet. I think it's Hamlet exclusively, but certainly Shakespeare. And then we watch the Shakespeare character, I'm making air quotes, Bad guy from Air Force, by the way. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Cut, um, cut the film even more. Yeah, two minute cut, I think. Right, right. until there's a two minute Hamlet that we then watch. And you just get the the point of this film seems to be some kind of I would think negative commentary, because then at the end you have everybody up loving this yes. two minute Hamlet and Shakespeare in the middle looking absolutely miserable. <laughs> um, but this idea of everything needing to be dumbed down, shortened to be more and more palatable, and and the idea of losing artistic expression because of that. So I wasn't expecting it to have that kind of sharp turn that it yeah, ended I up like happening. that a lot. Yeah, I did. I too. wonder if so. What's the what's the actor director's name again? Todd Luiso. Todd I wonder if he's a, was, you know, like, trained stage actor. Yeah, I think to do and this and, like, to put the money behind it, because he's the producer yeah. as well, you have to be, love Shakespeare. So, I just, w- like, so just from your telling of when I asked, like, how long is Hamlet, you know, like, and you, you, know, you said everywhere from two and a half to four hours, maybe he's someone that was trained to always think that Hamlet was supposed to play out, like, for its entirety, and he, was, he saw it so... You know, chopped well, he probably, up yeah, so he probably times. like saw this play and so this on is some like, level yeah. and was like, "This is hilarious. Let me do it." That's what I wanted to ask because I found it funny, right, Kyle? Yeah. Well, by you the find way, it funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like that. Honestly, I well, I find it much funnier now getting the. Explosion well, that's what I was going to say. Sorry, by the way, this is ninety-five. I looked it up. Ninety-five. Okay, that's what Thank I was going to say. Like, did you find this funny? Like, I'm on, a, on a different level, though. I'm imagining, oh. like, than us because. Well, it's hard for me to answer that. I guess, but, but I, I think well, read my, my mind. I guess, <laughs> I guess my point is, I think it's more for well, you, reading Kyle's mind. I think it's more for you than it is for us. Better work on. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I see what you mean. I think um, definitely. Especially the two-minute version, it's so much. It's very easy to follow the entire thing if you're very familiar with the script already, because the characters are instantly recognizable, and you have the same actor playing Polonius as plays Claudius. That's not confusing at all if you know who Polonius and Claudius are, like the back of your hand, you know. So I didn't have any trouble following it. I thought it was funny. Um, side note: um, the guy who Played Hamlet. Played Hamlet. Austin Pendleton. He's in My Cousin Vinny. He's like the. Bad, he is. He's the, bad, the bad lawyer. Oh yeah. He's yeah. The, I'd um, seen him before. I just wasn't that like 
stutters to the judge. Yeah. Um, but he currently teaches acting at the HB studio and Ooh. directs at the new school. Um, but he also was uh, artistic director for Circle Rep. Like, he's really a big name in New York theater. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, he's pretty Should've damn. Instead of John. Yeah. Pretty totally damn well known. Um, you know, so that was really funny as well. Um, just to see him pop up. And yeah, his work is the, that's the term I wanted as the public defender in my cousin Vinny. Yes. <laughs> um, where he's, he's instantly recognizable here because you really, he's like using a lot of the same kind of mannerisms yeah. just without the pronounced stutter. Um, but he kind of comes across the Interesting same Interesting that they went with like an older actor to play Hamlet. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I'd be very interested to hear, like, were all these people friends, or... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I almost imagine they were, like, a troop at one point or something. Yeah, it had that I, I wanted more of... background about this. Yeah, there yeah. was, unfortunately. It was very interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I thought it was great, you yeah. know? I don't think that... Because it, first of all, it clearly wasn't... I mean, the the thesis of the film seemed to be against the idea of abbreviating Hamlet. But also because... You know, I don't have any problem with adaptations of Shakespeare's work. I think most, the the opinion that I have heard spoken by some friends of mine that I usually ag- agree with is it's there's nothing wrong with doing something even really aggressive with a Shakespeare text. They're 400 years old. Everybody's seen it. You want to do something different. Um, that's great. I think that the trouble comes when you call your crazy adaptation Hamlet. Mm. Or, for example, to go into something else that's relevant... Um, what if you call it The Lion King? Right, but that's exactly <laughs> my point. That's <laughs> Right. Borrowing themes and exploring similar ideas, you know, I think that's all great. But when you call something Hamlet, my tendency as... A Shakespearean actor and a lover of that play is that I'm going to come and get to see Hamlet. And when you show me something that's cut to ribbons or you've rearranged scenes because you think it makes more sense this way, that's not Hamlet. And I think you ought to have to call it an adaptation of Hamlet, a Hamlet, or something well, this that is just lets people know. Yeah, so it's fair that it, yeah, Oh, right, this, exactly. Yeah. This like, follows the they don't say perfectly. They don't say it's Hamlet, you go there. <laughs> no, no, and they don't say 15-minute Hamlet and then give you a two-and-a-half-hour one either. Like, yeah. they deliver on their promise. I wish we'd ask John, oh, can you watch films in films in Hamlet? Can you just watch it? And we give you the link, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, this is, uh, this is shorter than I'd expected. Yeah. I had blocked off three-and-a-half hours. Is this a long trailer? Um, yeah, interesting... Um, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I don't think really did much um, theater work. I mean, he, he did plenty. He worked with Labyrinth Theater Company that's very, um, very heavily involved with them, and I'm sure that he did quite a bit of of theater work in his way, but his time on Broadway was pretty limited. Um, you know, he did a production of... Um, 
Death of a Salesman yeah. that I believe he I don't know that he won but he got a Tony nomination yeah, for that. that that's what he's from I mean I never saw him on stage but that's what he's most known for yeah that's w- his first role in high school even like this yeah. is something that he said he, he, he was like born to play according to him you know? yeah I mean, it's, I mean he played it at 44 yeah. which is 20 years younger than you're normally going to cast Willie Loman yeah um, and you know by all accounts did really well but um, there is the one relatively famous, you know, well-known production of Shakespeare that he was in, which is when he played Iago in Othello in 2009, which actually was performed at the uh, Skirball Center at NYU, where I was attending was in, in 2009. Oh, that was the year time, I graduated. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see it, embarrassingly <laughs> enough. I, wow. think, I think that I was just... Um, I was directing a play uh, and... I don't know. I guess I was just busy, but by all accounts, also it was terrible. Um, it was one of these really aggressive adaptations mm-hmm. where they've modernized Othello, and I'm not going to get into the plot of that play. People have heard enough recap from me <laughs> about the play they read in high school, but um, but yeah, I think um, just not not a great success. So it wasn't hmm. something that he visited often. Thank, thankfully, this isn't a play podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where we don't have to, like, rip into that. that no. That would make me sad. I think, I know his only film that he directed and starred in, Jack Goes Boating. I think that's a play. That yes. Yes, that is. That. Yeah, I don't, I can't I don't know speak. if that was a Broadway play, though. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think that it may have been. Yeah. Well, when we get um, to Jack Goes Boating, we can. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, I don't know. I, yeah. That's fine. The film's cast was mostly the same as the cast of the play's premiere at the public theater. So it was at least off-Broadway, because the public is, is off-Broadway. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so what else do I have to say about 15-Minute Hamlet? So... For the fifteen minute Hamlet, so you did you enjoy it? Like, is this you hadn't seen it, right? No, so, never seen it before. Um, it seems I'm, like it seems like it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I was really intrigued by it, and I love spending time with that play. You know, I think um, I don't know. There's I mean, so many beautiful speeches in that play that weirdly, even just being reminded of them <laughs> in a very easily digested, quick format was really pleasant. Kyle, for this me. is gonna dumb it down a little bit. Like, it reminds me of like. Uh, what's the movie? Be kind, rewind. Like sweeting it. Oh, sweeting it. Sure. So this yeah. is like the play version. It's not dumbing it down. It's Michelle Gondry. It's not dumbing it down. Fair, but I, <laughs> anything anything lower than a play, I feel is dumbing you it should, down. John, you should do a fifteen minute Hamlet and just do like another fifteen minutes, like a different like. <laughs> yeah, not use any. Yeah, of those like anything that was lines. used in that fifteen minutes. <laughs> that would be tricky. That would be tough. They took a lot of the good stuff. Yeah, they took. This was the. Hamlet for dummies. <laughs> that was the thing. I was. I will say. I was. Tom Stoppard is a genius. Um, he's a tremendous writer, and I like a great many of his plays and translations. Um, of you know, for example, he's done some ch- translations of Chekhov plays from the Russian, and um, so he's extraordinarily gifted writing in multiple formats. Um, I can't say enough about him. So it was not a shock to see a talented playwright at the end of this because one of the things I was most struck by was, wow, this is a really effective <laughs> retelling of Hamlet. Like, they really get in most of the major plot points without feeling completely confusing, and they do it largely by cutting 
um, cutting extraneous material. I mean, I didn't mention Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, who are two friends of Hamlet's, right? And neither does the 15-minute adaptation. One thing that I really loved that was really nice, here's a good example of something that I appreciated that somebody who doesn't know the play would not. There's a character at the end of the play who only appears at the end of the play named Osric. And Osric is very traditionally played as a courtier fop, right? He is somebody that glad hands his way through the castle just trying to make everyone happy. He's typically played, like, even sometimes waving a little napkin around. I mean, really, <laughs> you know, a part, a humorous part for a big actor. Interestingly, he didn't really overplay it, but, like, in Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet, Robin Williams played Osric. Oh, wow. Just wow. as an example. It's frequently given like to a Hamlet? comedian. It's a pretty good Hamlet. There are parts of it that are totally absurd. Okay. Um, but it's a complete Hamlet. It, he, doesn't, he does the entire play, which is pretty cool. Tremendous production value. Um, sometimes too much production value, in, specifically in that his cast is sort of outrageous. Like, the player king is Charlton Heston. Wow. Um, yeah. the, <laughs> Ophelia is played by Kate Winslet. Um, Jeez. But, like, it's the little roles, even. I should, the, like, the player king, Charlton Heston. Um, the grave digger in Act 5 is Billy Crystal. Oh <laughs> Osric, Osric gets this I've one scene this. as Robin fucking Williams. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a long watch. You're talking about a four-hour film. But... Um, it is like Jack Lemon is <laughs> is Barnardo. Huh, um, what? Yeah, or or Francisco. I can't remember. But literally one of the guards <laughs> that's in like you know the first act of the play during this whole ghost business yeah. and then disappears for the rest of the thing. Jack <laughs> Lemon, like just crazy. The stars that they got to stud this film. Um, but Osric through one scene in this 15-minute Hamlet, has zero lines. They cut the characters' lines completely. But if you go back and watch it again, in the duel scene, there's this one character that's unnamed who's just sort of prancing about the stage <laughs> that with that's a napkin. Really that's, that's just a great little, like, if you know the yeah, play, you get that. You know? You're like, oh, there's Osric. That's great. That's nice. Um, so that was really cool. And then they actually just have the same actor walk forward at the end of the play and say, I'm king, go bid the soldiers shoot, as this other guy, Fortinbras. Hmm. Um, gotcha. Yeah. There's a million characters. Well, John, thanks for coming on. Uh, sure. Thanks yeah. for giving us Hamlet. Thanks for... I feel like... I don't know if you agree, I feel like we learned. I, this is the most I've learned about anything in a long time. <laughs> well, you know, I'm bound to do another Hamlet. I don't know if I'll get to play Hamlet, but... um. What I'm bound to do another Hamlet, guys. I'll be sure to let you know. Yeah. What other character would you want to play? If you couldn't play yeah, who have, who's, the, um, who's the favorite person you've played in Shakespeare? And who would you like to play who you have yet to play? Um, I'm going to... So, Hamlet is still my favorite character. Richard II is a somewhat similar character to Hamlet, whom I also love. He... Similar... They weren't similar people, but he it's a similar role in Shakespeare. He's extremely poetic um, and you know has a lot of this very beautiful melancholy poetry, which is, I admit, something that I'm into. Um, have so you played him? No. Oh, no okay. That's so the one that I'm still chasing. Yeah. And then the other one that I'll say, just to plug it again, is I would 
love to at some point play Macbeth. Um, I'm currently in a production of Macbeth that's going up in Rowayton, Connecticut, with Shakespeare on the Sound. Uh, we're opening next week. I am playing the Porter, uh, which is a dirty, scuzzy, drunken knave of a part, and I cannot wait. I've been having a ton of fun. And what day do you open? Um, yeah, this is date? this is going to air June fifteenth. Yeah, so this is airing on the fourteenth. So, ladies and gentlemen, oh, great. So it opens tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, in the future. And in the future. Uh, and it closes on July second. So um, if it yeah, well, lives in Connecticut, I'm, or I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not too far from the New York Metro. <laughs> no, no, right off the Metro North. Actually, Rowayton has its own stop. Oh, cool. So yeah, which that. I will plan on using <laughs> to get to <laughs> rehearsal on Saturday. So cool. Uh, yeah, very excited. Um, but yeah, Richard II is the one that I would probably most love to play after mm. Hamlet. Awesome. Well, John, again, thanks yeah. for coming on, and we Guys, look forward to having you in an episode in the future. It's a ton of fun. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me. Thanks for teaching me, John. <laughs> Can I get one more hardened bird? Anytime, Kyle. <laughs> yes. Anytime. Nice. Wow. So I mean, that was great. Yeah, I just took like two semesters worth of Shakespearean, you know, like. 101 and then like 202. It's been a while since college. <laughs> I, I, I've read Hamlet before. Probably I wasn't paying attention too much, you know. I, yeah. I, I've, you know, it, for school. I'm not saying for, for pleasure necessarily. I've seen Hamlet performed. That was like the first time I kind of like got it, you know. Yeah. Does that I make mean, sense? No, we, yeah. I mean, we've been, you more than I have been to John's performances and there's even one time, if you could tell me even what play it was exactly, that I need to go on Wikipedia to kind of get like the plot of I it. I forgot which one that was. The Tempest? No, no, I don't think it was The Tempest. It might have been As You Like It. Maybe. I'm not sure exactly which one you were looking at. Yeah, but I needed to kind of like look up you know, the plot, and yeah, I'm just, I am not... It actually might have been The Tempest, but you also looked it up another time. Regardless... Yeah, plenty just, of Wikipedia use for the layman when. Yeah, I'm when, uh, not. I'm not good at interpreting Shakespeare, but John, through what you just listened to, I I get it. And Hamlet is a fascinating story. That's not. That's not sarcastic. It really. No, it, <laughs> it, 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 no, it really fascinating. is. Yeah, fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> uh, no, I I'm really into Hamlet now, and just even I made that offhand comment about the Lion King. You totally. You hear a good description of Hamlet, a real breakdown of it and you're like oh yeah that story has been used everywhere yeah no it definitely story. is they're just like core stories and i just love john's passion and i really hope he gets to play richard the second which is not the richard i know because i know richard the third i think richard the third is the lion king one this is how we access shakespeare by the way it's hilarious <laughs> it reminds me of, you ever see orange county the, with jack black jack black yeah and there's that teacher and he's talking he's like william shakespeare you know, he's wrote a bunch of stuff. Uh, I can't, like, I don't he's know. like, what do you think of when you think William Shakespeare? The little girl goes, Romeo and Juliet? And it's like, oh, yeah, that, that's right, that's right. What else do you think of? Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes? <laughs> exactly right. And and then he's like starts listing all the movies that are based on Shakespeare. Yeah. Then he's like, the talented Mr. Ripley. Chocolat. Waterworld. <laughs> like movies that are obviously I need to not rewatch Orange County. <laughs> I, I know you weren't a fan of that movie, but I've seen it Orange recently. Orange County? I thought you weren't a fan of it. No, originally. I like it. It's it's underrated. Yeah. It was kind of I like it a lot more now. When I, remember, I saw that in theaters. Yeah, I remember in high school you saying you didn't, you yeah. didn't like it that much. No, or, I appreciate Jack Black so much in that movie. Oh, he, he's hilarious in that movie. Colin Hanks, I could... I'm not... I could Fair, but it's a teenage movie, whatever. Yeah, sure. 
If you want to listen to our Colin Hanks podcast, yeah. by all means. Just joking. So, thank you, John Harden. As, as you um, heard in the interview, he told you exactly where you can see him. Um, Shakespeare on the Sound. We'll definitely be checking that out probably yeah. this week. I'm excited. So, some other business to take care of, Kyle. Yes. There was a clip that we left out. Yeah, we made a little boo-boo in the last episode. Mm-hmm. A little <laughs> boo-boo. Not a yogi, a boo-boo. And it was in Jenny O'Connell's segment of Law & Order. Yes, Law & Order's, uh, the Philip Seymour Hoffman Law & Order episode. Meant to cut to a clip. We even say, I think I say, right? Let's go to a clip. We listened to the clip. We reacted to the clip. We forgot to place it in. Yes. We're a mom-and-pop shop here. We do all the editing in-house. Hey, what can you do? Sometimes you make a mistake. We're not perfect. No, but we've got the clip now. So if you want to listen, listen. So we're going to air this clip. Take it as our apology. We don't do that often. So. Yeah, no, I'm not good at apologies. Actually, (laughs) I'm really good at apologies. I have to apologize a lot. Yeah, that's the thing. We've had a lot of practice. (laughs) Here it goes. Enjoy. Same reaction as last time. Yeah. Hey, I'm just happy. You know, that's a early. That's the earliest PSH acting for you recorded. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh that's the start of his career essentially. So Beautiful. we just thought it was important. We wouldn't have gone back if it wasn't important. So thank you guys for listening to this special, 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 special feature. Yeah, special episode. feature of a special episode. Definitely a uh, secret symbol for a secret service. <laughs> a prize will be given to someone. We haven't done a prize in a while. We haven't done a prize. If someone can tell me what movie that's from. Okay. Secret symbol for Secret Service. Fair. Fair question. So thanks for listening. Definitely tune in to our next episode. Yeah, next episode on uh, June 21st. Next Wednesday, yeah. Jenny O'Connell covering Montana with one of your favorites. Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci. We promise you all the clips on that one. Tucci Nights. Listen (laughs) in. And remember, P.S. Stay on Cool Hoff fans. Have a good one. Sexy things, sexy things. I believe in miracles.